today. Welcome to the Red River Rising. I'm Pastor Mike, and uh, today we're going to get into part two here of That is the Question. It's a great look here of uh, actually what the Word says about what we have in our position. Uh, Rick and I got into this, and Rick shares a, a great uh, story today. It's actually a testimony, and I know it's sure to bless you. It was a, it was uh, really uplifting to me. I know it will be to you, so sit back and enjoy it. God bless you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, we're, I'd like to look at a couple examples of uh, submission and living out God's purpose. Mm-hmm. And, of course, one is the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. and the other one is the Apostle Paul. And uh, I'd like to start off in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. It reads, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. So if you, you know, a lot of times we'll just read through stuff and we won't, we won't absorb it. We won't just sit there and, and saturate ourselves in it. Mm-hmm. But think of this. For even the Son of Man. Okay, we're talking about Jesus, the second person of the Godhead. Right. Okay. Uh, did not come to be served. You know, where was he before he took on human form made of dust? We just talked about this earlier, right? When yeah. the Lord said, let us, he's sitting in the high heavens, right? Right. He was sitting in the high heavens. Uh, you know, every angel was at his, you know, mm. at his whim. That's right. You know, if he told these legions of angels, go do that, boom, you know, they were off and running. Yeah. You know, if he told, uh, this, group of angels go do that the other you know this that and the other boom they were off you know he was he was you know one with the father in creating everything right that's right and you know and he so he had all that glory all that authority all that glory all that honor all that respect and he gave it all up Mm -hmm. he gave it all up to come to earth take on our puny form and then to pay the ransom for our wickedness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the key word there is serve and all that, right? And it came down to serve, not to, uh, not to be served, but to serve. And that's really what he did for us. I mean, that's, he, he made a way. He did something for us that we couldn't do on our own. And he mm-hmm. served, that's the way that he served for us. I have a, a good friend of mine and, um, he, 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 he started saying this a few months back and I like it you're led to lead right you have to be led in order to lead others you've got to be taken somewhere and um that means that you have to be behind somebody to begin with you can't always lead from the front you have to be led somewhere to know the way to be able to lead others to come behind you that would tell you also where your position is in these things right so like everybody has a mentor yeah you know very few people are are breaking fresh ground right. or, or blazing a fresh trail. Yeah. So, you know, what you learn, you turn around and you teach others. So That's if right. you learn the way to salvation, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus led you there, the Holy Spirit led you there, and then you turn around and show others the way. Well, and, and it's important to remember that as you're going along too. There's nothing new under the sun. That It's important to remember that you're not the author of this. You know, it, and, and it helps with that humility piece because your authority and your humility are directly linked in together. One and the same pride comes before the fall. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that whenever you're doing these things, and it's very simple to do is that you get beside yourself. If your feelings get hurt, then you have pride involved with it. I mean, really, if something doesn't work out right, you get what I'm saying? I have I could tell you, if the pastor were to come to me tomorrow and he said, you know, Brother Mike, here's what I want you to do. I want you, I want you to step down out of this, and I want to put you in this position because this is the need of the church. 
I would not be offended. Not one bit. Because nothing that we, we do here is for me. It's really for God's glory. And let me tell you, if that position, because wherever you're really at will make a bigger impact than anything you could do on your own. And I think we've talked about that in the past too, that making sure that what you're doing for God is for God and God will just, and he'll blow it up. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. And I like this. Uh, so here we have the, the second person of the Godhead giving up all this heavenly glory and authority to come and serve. Um, so in, in essence, well, he was serving the father's purpose, mm-hmm. but he was also serving mankind because he went around doing good. That's right. And, you know, healing people, preaching the good news, casting out demons. Um, teaching them too, right? Right. And teaching them. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so if, if God Almighty himself was willing to serve on our behalf, then the least we can do is submit our lives to God to serve on his behalf. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point, Rick. That's exactly right. And something else that jumps out at me here is it says, uh, he, to give his life a ransom for many. Now it doesn't say to give his life a ransom for all. <laughs> so not everybody's going to go to heaven. Right. Many are. Yeah. But just those who accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Man, narrow is the way. I mean, it really, uh-huh. truly, it's it's a. Uh, there's only one way now, and that's that's the and it's through Jesus. I mean, there's only one way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's right. Not for all. No universalism there. Right. That's right. Right. Um, next scripture I like to talk about is Luke chapter 19, verse 10. And it says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. So he came to do that purpose on behalf of the father to seek and to save that which is lost. Mm-hmm. And it kind of brings to mind a, you know, and I know the main theme of this is Jesus serving the purpose of God, the father for his life while he was here on earth. But um, I want to just kind of go off on this rabbit trail real quick. You know, if a person is lost in the woods and they're struggling to survive and they're perishing, um, you know, someone goes out to find them and they they find them and say, hey, you know, I was seeking you. You're lost. I'm seeking you. I found you. Now follow me. I have the way to salvation. Okay. That person lost in the woods has a free will. They can either follow that person mm-hmm. to safety right. or they can choose to, oh, no, it's okay. You know, I can do it. Yeah. I got plans. You know, yeah. I, I can do it myself. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and so if they don't follow the person that came to save them, then, you know, they're ultimately going to perish. You know, what often I think happens is they go, oh, yes, yes, I'll follow you. But then they see him going down a path and they go, wait a second, but I don't want to go that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's, I think, happens more than anything else. Because everybody says, yeah, I want to be saved, but I don't want to be saved the way that you want me to be saved. What do you mean I got to go through there? We're we're just saying, well, here's the way. And it may be a little tough. There may be some thickets and there may be some briars and you got to punch your way through those to get there. And they say, oh, man, hey, I was all about you. But this other way over here looks so much better. How about if we go this way? That's just not how that's not how it works, man. Yeah. You know? Sometimes when you uh, obeying God is it's inconvenient, 
I want, <laughs> and it be cost. It might be costly too. Yeah, I, I'm chuckling. I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, come on, really, serving is not convenient. Uh, if you're serving someone else, you're not self-serving. It's never convenient. Uh, if it was all convenience, it would just be. It's what we call um, self-centered. You know, if it's convenient, mm-hmm. it's all about you. It's what you want to do. It's your priority. Mm-hmm. So yeah, serve, serving others is inconvenient. It is fulfilling. It gives you, you know, a reward, a, a heavenly reward, not just in heaven, but I mean here on earth, you get a reward from that, from doing something for others. But hey, man, it takes time out of your day. It takes energy out of your body. It could take sometimes uh, mental energy away from you to invest into something or somebody like that as well. It's work. It is work. Yeah. And a lot of times you have to sacrifice what you were planning to do that day. That's right. Because somebody comes along and needs some help. That's right. But they really needed it. And God will put you in those. And if you're willing, God will use a willing vessel more than anything else. And if you're just willing to do that, God is the God of multiplication. And he will make more time for you in your day. He will make more time for you in your week. He'll make more time. He will multiply it for you so that you can still get all that stuff done. But you, you'll you not only get all that stuff done, but then you'll get the blessing of helping others, man. Mm-hmm. And there's no better blessing than to see somebody being able to shed off something of fear or of sorrow or pain or whatever they may be just by you uh sharing the word of God with them, a comforting word, exalting them, helping them. We're supposed to edify each other. That's biblical. That's what we should be doing. And I think of Martha, worrying Martha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take the time to, to worship God. So so even in our lives, you're right. But anyway. And uh, I'd like to give a testimony yeah, about uh, obeying God, yeah. no matter how inconvenient. Sure. A couple weeks ago, and I know this might sound odd to some people, but a couple weeks ago, God saved my life okay this i gotta hear <laughs> yeah i haven't heard this so it was um it was I, I was spending time with god on tuesday morning and i heard the little still voice that said because we were go we were going on a trip to visit our daughter the following weekend for our grandson's birthday and our granddaughter's baby dedication right yeah and so i hear this little still small voice and it said get new tires and get an alignment before your trip and i was due for new tires anyway right you know i was i was driving on may pops <laughs> fair enough so um you know and i had planned on getting tires it was just you know well it's not convenient right now or i'll, I'll do it in a few weeks you know but right. but so that day i was planning on getting oil changed which i did and so i go well tomorrow i'll go run up to walmart here in franklin and uh, i'll get some you know douglas tires right you know uh Decent tires, not too expensive. Mm. That was my plan. So Wednesday comes, I run up to Walmart and, you know, they were open through the whole pandemic, shut down, this, that, and the other. So I get there, their service department's closed. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is open, but the yeah. service department is closed. And so I called the Walmart. I thought, well, maybe this is just a Kentucky thing. Mm-hmm. And I called Walmart and White House and their service department was closed too. <laughs> so it's a Walmart thing. Uh. And I'm like, all right, so now this is getting inconvenient. You know, first of all, it's real easy to dismiss a small steel voice. Sure. You know, but yeah. the, this was slightly different because there was a, there was an internal urging that, Hey, I really need to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so I go home and I said, all right, let me find a place that's open selling tires <laughs> and I'll go tomorrow. And so I found a place, discount tires in Gallatin. Yeah. And they're open. 
And it said, you know, Wednesday afternoon, not too busy. You know, sometimes on the internet it'll tell them, right. you know, super busy this hour, not sure. too busy this hour. And so they weren't too busy. So I said, and then that little unction again was like, you need to go now. So I drove down there now to get tires and, uh, they estimated about two hours and that's about what it took. Mm. So I go down there, I get the tires and I said, okay, how much for an alignment? Oh, we don't do alignments. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> no, we just work on tires and wheels. So huh. I guess alignment is suspension or something yeah. different. So, yeah. so now I'm like, oh, great. Now this is really getting inconvenient. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to get the tires and leave it at that, you know, right. Uh, but that's not what I was told and that's not what I did. Thank you know. And you had given a message not too long ago about, you know, making rational decisions, not emotional decisions. Right. You know, I could have just threw up my hands and said, all right, you know, I've wasted enough time on this. I'm just going to get the tires and that'll be that. Right. But I did. Yeah. And um, so uh, while they're working on my tires, I'm I'm looking on my, the you know Internet on my smartphone to figure out, OK, maybe there's a place I can swing by on the way home and get a suspension, you know, get my alignment done. Reasonable. Yeah. And so I find a place and I call him and they, you know, they, they do the alignments, reasonable price. And he says, but we're slammed today. You're going to have to come back tomorrow morning. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. <laughs> and he says, we open at seven, first come, first serve, but the earlier you get here, the better. Mm. So I was there at 630. <laughs> you know, that's smart. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Right. So, you know, being, being super inconvenient, but I'm, I'm obeying what God told me to do. That's right. And so I get there and they had to finish up yesterday's work. So they didn't even get to my car till an hour and 15 minutes Wow! of waiting there. Wow. And then my car's on uh, in the bay on the rack for about 15 minutes. And the guy comes to me and says, can I show you something? Now, when a mechanic tells you that, that's 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 never good. Never good. Never good. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, great. What's wrong? You know, it's a nine, you know, it's 11 year old car. Yeah. It reminds me of like the smell where the kid goes, here, smell this. You know, it's not going to be good when you smell it. That's right. Yeah. 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 So I walk over to the bay and, and he says, you see that ball joint? It's bad. And another mechanic is just wiggling the tire back and forth. Wow. You know, and I thought my, my bumpy ride was due to bad tires or yeah. I always blamed it on the road, you know. Right. Um, and he went to the other tire and it, it, it didn't move. Yeah. You know, he said, your other three are nice and tight, but this one is bad. And he said, we cannot do an alignment with a wheel like that. Yeah. And I said, okay, how much? And it added another $225 to the bill. Yeah. So now not only is this inconvenient, it's, it's getting expensive. Right. So, you know, with the oil change tires and, and this, work on the car we're approaching seven hundred dollars yeah yeah and that was not what i was intending (laughs) when i got up tuesday morning right yeah absolutely (laughs) you know i was only intending an oil change right so and i said well how much of a safety hazard is it he says well we don't you know it could go this afternoon it could go in three months we don't know right but when it does go you're gonna have a real bad day that's right and so i took that as it would be bad yeah like the wheel come off completely yeah Yeah, that's a possibility and i've seen that happen Yes. So I said, okay, do it. And yeah, so I'm there for hours. Yeah. And, and they, they fixed, well, I was there for hours that day, but when I said fix it, I went back to the lobby and about 15 minutes later, the guy comes out again and says, you know what? When the mechanic drove that car out of the alignment bay into a back bay to do the, the wheel bearing work, mm-hmm. he said, uh, the mechanic told me as he was raising it up on the platform, the the whole joint gave way. Wow. 
Praise God. Praise man. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy came out with disbelief on his face and told me that. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking, you know, thank you, Lord. That's right. Because if I had just lost my temper and said, forget it, too yeah. expensive, I wasted enough time, I'm going home, that could have happened on the way home. Yeah. Or even worse, the following day when Carol and I were traveling. That's right. So, that's right. you know, so praise God. Been, that's right. You can be cruising down the interstate 70 miles an hour on that bad boy. Come, and exactly. Then, who knows? Uh, now, that could have. I mean, really, y'all could have been injured horribly, and the tire could have injured somebody else. I could have caused a wreck. You know, man, mm-hmm. hey, hey, man, God is good, boy. When yeah. you listen, well, yeah. he's good anyway. But yeah, you really get to reap so, the benefits. Yeah. So the 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 moral of this little side story is: when you hear God's voice, obey Him, regardless of the inconvenience and regardless of the cost. Man, that's a good. That was a good rabbit hole to go down. Boy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if, like you said, if you think about the cost, if I hadn't done it, yeah, it was far greater. Than yeah. what I endured obeying God. Well, you know, if you didn't have peace with something, you, you need to keep going until you got peace, right? Right. Because you know what that peace is. You, you felt that peace of the Holy Spirit inside of you, and mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, I'm just glad I didn't let the flesh take over like that's I've right. done more often than I haven't, want to admit in my life. That's right. Haven't we all? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, that's good, Rick, and I'm I'm glad, boy. I'm glad to see you here. So, yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know, just like a little side story of you know God's purpose for me that week was to get in the new tires and alignment. Right. And I thank God I listened to it. That's him. right. Hey, you know what? And that's that's a great point right there too, yeah. Rick. Is that oftentimes we think, well, God's purpose must be huge. It it could be as simple as a phone call for mm-hmm. that day. And yeah. I mean, that's as as small as it could be to you, but monstrous to someone else who's on the other end of that phone. You never mm-hmm. know. Man, that's great. Yeah. It's good stuff, buddy. Yeah. So uh, getting back to the example of the Lord Jesus, we see that he came to serve. He came to seek and save the lost. You know, he didn't come to be worshipped or exalted. Um, and then in Luke chapter 22, verse 42, uh, it reads, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So we see Jesus in the garden, and, you know, he knows the hour is, is near yeah. where he's going to be uh, tortured, persecuted, humiliated, mm-hmm. um, and suffer a very painful death. Mm-hmm. Okay. He didn't want to do it. Right. I mean, right here, you, it's clear as day. He didn't want to do it, but he submitted to the purpose and will of God the Father in his earthly life um, when he was doing his ministry. 2000 years ago and and he said but not my will yours be done yeah total submission to god the father that's right and for those of you who are saying oh but it's jesus but it's jesus the bible tells us that jesus went through everything that we went through and he overcame each one of those and now that he's overcome all those that you know what he had the holy spirit has from him and the holy spirit then lives in us so that way we can overcome those things as well so just to just to throw that out there you can't say but it's jesus Mm-hmm. as an escape for it yeah and i and very few of us are ever going to be called to to suffer like jesus suffered right right yeah it, it, but you know that you're right and and if I put it into context <laughs> i mean <laughs> sometimes we'll go oh I, i'm suffering through this I'm so, and really what happened was is what i mean we got laid off yeah you know what i mean I, i'm not saying that's not bad look listen I've, I've been in hard times so i'm not i'm not downsizing that but i'm saying Always after the fact, we always seem to put things in perspective later. Mm-hmm. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. And then we're going, well, that probably wasn't as bad as what I thought or so on and so forth. Or, right. you know, you look back and you go, man, I remember when that was so bad. And then you get into another situation and you made it through your worst day that you've ever been through now. 
So what we're going through, you know, Paul Paul wrote it and he said, you know, though though there's a affliction for a short period of time mm-hmm. to him. And here's a man who's been beaten and everything else, you know, though I suffer for a short period of time. Uh, yeah. Anyway. A lot of times we'll we'll you know, after the fact, after we've gone through the trial and we've grown spiritually, mm-hmm. we'll realize, well that was just a mound. That wasn't as big a mountain as I thought it was yeah. at the time. Normally what happens is when we're doing God's will and we come out of it, we come out of it so much more blessed than what we were when we went before we went in. Mm-hmm. So we don't see that that you talked about that flesh coming into play. That's what normally happens with us is that uh, the flesh will take over. We'll either give in, try to circumvent it, want to walk a different way, whatever it may be. And uh, when we do actually do it through God's will, when we're on the other side, 99.9% of the time, I don't even know how it works, but I came out of it better than what I went into it. And that's when you just go, man, but God, thank you, Lord. I, mm-hmm. You know, for instance, your wheel falls off at a parking garage thing you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah well, tire place or whatever yeah you know? well it's getting repaired yeah you know what i mean <laughs> for that very thing that's right but god right i mean that's what that's and you're right. just going, wow man yeah. wow and that's but but all because you trust in the lord and that's what jesus jesus even though he knew all things he still trusted in his father to say not my will but your will because i know that through this all you're still in control mm-hmm. and here he is i mean he's getting this is it he's gonna hang on a cross right right yeah, and you know, sometimes you might think, uh, things aren't working out. You, you know, you, you, you get a sense of what God's purpose for you is and you're pursuing it and things just aren't working out the way you thought they would. Yeah. Or moving along as fast as you would like. Right. And then something like this happens. It's like, well, God spared my life. So there really is a purpose for, or a reason. There are things that I need to do for God that I haven't done yet. Right. You know, so that's kind of, it was kind of an encouragement, you know, not just a thank you, Lord, for saving my life, but it, it encouraged me that, hey, I've got purpose. There's a, there's a reason why God did that. That's right. And not just you, that's every single person alive. Mm-hmm. Every single person that, that come and gone before us, during us now, and then after us after this, man, mm-hmm. every person that comes through, God has a plan and a purpose for you. You, you right now sitting at home. God has a purpose for you. I don't care what you're looking at. If you're staring at your walls and going, but Mike, you don't understand how much food I've got in my refrigerator or how much money I got in my banking account or how my car is sitting down outside and it's broke down. What I'm telling you is, is that this is all just short periods that you'll go through. But if you'll, if you'll keep your eyes on him, if you'll keep following him, you'll come out of it and you'll come out of it a thousand times better than what you were when you went in. Don't give up because if you give up, the devil wins. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. And what you'll do is you'll find yourself at a repair shop for something else. And uh, and God will bless you when you're there. That's yeah. right. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for today. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, podcast with us. Tune in next time. We'll be wrapping this series up here uh, next week. But until then, have a wonderful, blessed week. Uh, God loves you. We love you. And until then, get prepared for the Red River Rising.